Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. And without further ado, we will get right into it and introduce our players for this evening. Rosie, why don't you start us off? Hi, I'm Rosie, and I'm playing the Guard Captain Elon from the city of Kriath in Ultimate Pretty Boy. And we're about to get into meaty, big story stuff, hopefully. Yeah, City of the Dead. Fun. We shall see. This is technically City of the Dead 2.0, based on uh, everything that happened previously with the party. But same difference. Either way, story stuff will, I'm sure, be uncovered. But let's move away from the speculation and towards our next character and his player, Jeremy. Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and uh, I play Damien. And Damien's the father of the group. <laughs> Sadly. Time to do some crazy shit, as usual. Very fair. Crazy shit seems to be the... Uh, the norm for this party, so <laughs> I'm sure it's not too out of character for our little crew. But speaking of crazy, let's move to one of the craziest characters we have in the party, appearance-wise at least. Uh, our centaur boy and his player, Tyler. I see I am nothing more than a character to you. I don't know how I should feel about that. <laughs> But good evening. I am Tyler, the player character of Carowin, our dashing centaur himbo. Uh, if I haven't called him that before, we're calling him that now because that's what's happened here. You know, that need to bring that energy to the group. Somebody to really, you know, bring us all together. And that's that's him. Not that we had an episode about, you know, a certain someone's um, sexual and imbibing conquests at all. But yes, I'm here, I'm ready to go, and we're going to have some fun in the City of the Dead. Oh, absolutely. The himbo characters always have the most fun, and Carolyn is definitely having a fun time. But we shall move over to a character who is not going to have as much of a fun time being the germaphobe of the party and her player, Gia. Hi, it's me, Gia. Here asking the question, can your character have 19 intelligence and be a bimbo? I look at Chatwin and I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and with that... Uh, we will move away from Chatwin and her conquests from the previous episodes <laughs> and move towards our recap. So last time, our party members recovered from their night of fun at Tipsy's Tavern in the heart of Searich and made their journey back to the Foxgrove Oasis. There, they discovered that the plague that they'd been unable to stop in Garibia had made its way close to where they had spent an entire month of downtime and squirreled away Chatwin's family, so that's fun. But after bypassing the guards that were putting up barriers and trying to keep people out of the town and doing a fantastic job by how quickly our party bypassed them, they started to look around and figure out where they wanted to be in their exploration of this Plague Town 2.0. And that is where we will come back to everyone as the discussion of who was splitting up to go where was being had. I believe, to clarify, Chatwin, you said you were going to head to the place where all the sick were being kept. Yes, it's really unfortunate. I am somehow the best person to send into the heart of disease because I can't get sick. Uh, I hate myself for it, but them's the facts. And Damien was heading to the tavern. Yep. Elon is headed towards the fountain in the center of the town that's no longer running. Mm -hmm. And Carolyn, where were you headed? Carolyn had, I guess, since he had basically said that he wanted to be taken to the clerics and people trying to heal uh, those who were ill in his 
lie, that's where he's kind of probably going to try and wander or saunter off to. Okay, perfect. So as the party separates into this once bustling and lively oasis, now devoid of activity, let me decide who we start with. We will start with Carowin as we follow his little hoofbeats off in the direction of trying to find some clicks. Go ahead and either make me Carowin perception or investigation to see if you can figure out where these clerics would be. Will do. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh, I got. <laughs> So I guess it's a, a nat one with bringing that to five for investigation. Yikes. <laughs> Himbo to the core. Poor Carolyn is not doing so well when it comes to uh, navigating <laughs> these, you know, this mortal plane. Oh, absolutely not. And you realize as you start trotting off, you know what the temples and areas that Faye religious leaders reside in but you have no idea what they look like here the the mortal plane the material plane is a mystery to you and as you look at all of these buildings you realize that they all look the same and you are lost carowin's going to kind of give out a sort of whinny sigh and just be like (sighs) well what am i supposed to do all of these humanoid structures look so drab and boringly the same. Where's the sparkle? Where's the life? Where are all of the neatly arranged flowers in such a way that they create a very clear indication of what each building is supposed to be? It is not that hard, oh my goodness. And he'll kind of like just start tamping the ground with his hooves in a bit of a huff uh, and just (sighs) try and collect himself for a moment and he'll try and and think here and this is this is kind of like a an deserty kind of area right yes so this is essentially a desert oasis there's as i had described before there's like the fountain in the middle that is not working but there would be rows and rows of sort of like houses made of clay brick and taller structures for more industrial purpose buildings, but they still wouldn't be super crazy tall by any standards. The winds can get pretty bad out here. They don't necessarily want to build skyscrapers. Okay. In that case, I'm just going to, and everything kind of looks like relatively with the plague and everything relatively like dilapidated or does it look run down or does it still look like it's in good ish condition? The buildings themselves don't look dilapidated. However, you recalling what Sea Reach looked like while you were there, it was bustling with people. There was activity everywhere. And you would at least remember someone mentioning that this was supposed to be some sort of trade hub. There is very little activity here for a trade hub of any sort as the only activity that you've really seen since splitting from your party members has been a couple rats or stray cats, usual city animal life, but no sign of people anywhere. Okay. In that case, Karen is going to kind of like take the lay of the land and look at these kind of buildings and see what some look like. Some might be a little more like look like homes. Some might look like, I guess, maybe more trade oriented places. And he's just going to kind of cover his eyes and he's going to just start like moving a little bit in a circle and kind of like any mini miny you. <clears throat> and he will point in the direction of, I guess what kind of looks like a normalish kind of building, not nothing terribly ostentatious. And He's not sure if it's a home. He's not sure if it's an office of some kind or whatever the kind of fey equivalent in his mind would be of whatever. He understands, I guess, at a basic level that there is something called a bureaucracy that exists in these sort of human towns in this mortal realm. And 
So he's going to kind of make his way up to this building and he's just going to kind of knock on the door and be like, Hello! Is anyone in there? And at first you would receive no response. As you take a closer look at the door and this entryway of the house, you would notice that while it looks like a fairly modest building, as you glance over, you notice that the windows are boarded up. And you would notice the points of some nails sticking through the door. And as you think, huh, that's odd. You hear muttering from the other side of the door before uh, an older man's voice shouts, Scram! We don't want any! Karen's going to kind of be a little bit confused, but he'll say, I'm not selling anything. I have a question. Can you direct me to where I might find some clerics or your religious folks who are trying to fix this mess. Are you sick? No, I arrived from outside. I am currently not ill. Well, what are you doing here? There's a plague! My companions and I are trying to help with that. We offer services, knowledge, and skills, and we want to aid this town in being free of this plague. I see. Still think you're crazy, but okay. Have you checked the town hall? No. Where would that be? Can you describe what that building looks like for me? Well, it's a like it's like a rectangle. It's really the only one that's got corners in this town. Most people build their buildings in circles, but it would be a few blocks south of the oasis. Okay. A few blocks south and corners which apparently are very strange in this town. Thank you, kind stranger. If I don't die from this plague, I'll be sure to, you know, come and give my thanks again. Best of luck! And uh, Carolyn will start trotting off in that direction, looking um, kind of like, I guess because he would have seen probably the Oasis when he came in, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you would realize very quickly that by oasis, he meant the fountain that's no longer running. So it doesn't look like much of an oasis, but it's... Right. The, the premise is there. <laughs> right. The, the names, I get the idea. Okay, so I'm making my way uh, back towards the uh, oasis, so to speak, and uh, the town hall. As Carolyn moves off in the direction of this town hall, we shall move to... Elon. Oh, uh, looky, looky, okay. As Carolyn pinpoints the oasis and trots off in the opposite direction, we continue towards the oasis and follow Elon as he heads in that direction. Elon, you come up on, as was previously described, a fountain, very ornate, three tiers, no statues on top but very clear paths for water to flow when water is running that would provide some level of intrigue in that motion of the water. However, there is no water running. In fact, there's barely any water in the in that bottom pool where there should be in the first place. Is there anything in particular you're looking for as you come up to this fountain? Yeah, I would say that like this is kind of odd. I I would expect to be it to be flowing just because there's a plague and the plague is brand new. Why has it stopped running? So either there's a blockage or maybe it's something that could connect this because fresh water can be a great antidote to help with some of this. I would think. Is there? I mean, I don't know. Is can I investigate it, see if it's blocked up or maybe why it stopped functioning? Because, I mean, it doesn't make sense for it to dry up. Make an investigation check. Okay. I have a plus zero on that. So straight D20 roll. Rolled 14. Not bad. As you start looking closer at this fountain, you would start to notice that you can't find any sort of like actual blockage in the water itself. However, you would start to look and you would notice that the pipes that kept it flowing don't look... They look like they're starting to rust or break down on their own. And you remember that 
there was no talk of any problems with this fountain prior to leaving. So for the hardware of the fountain itself to break down in that manner that quickly is definitely concerning to you. Okay. Usually pipes run in a direction. Is it possible to kind of see what direction that is and maybe start just walking that direction and see if I can maybe find something in that direction? I'm going to find trouble. I know I am if I do this, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. On a 14, you wouldn't necessarily be able to see the path of the pipes, but you would know that they have to, if this isn't the well itself, they have to be, in order to bring this fresh water in, they have to be connected to some sort of water source. Whether it be a well that exists elsewhere in the town or something. I, I guess um, I'm going to look for a well. All right. And as you head off in that direction... We will cut over to Damien as you conduct your search for a tavern. Aye. I would say that the tavern would be one of the few buildings that wouldn't be too hard to spot. I would imagine not. You find one uh, sign hanging outside that while the sign does not seem to be well taken care of through all of the grit and dust you would be able to make out the name a sign that reads the watering hole and he's just like well that seems about right goes over knocks on the door or actually are there people inside or does it seem closed make me a perception check or investigation whichever you would prefer I'll do perception all day. That's a 24. Fantastic. You start peeking through the windows, trying to see if you can spot anybody. You do notice that there is somebody inside starting to board up windows, but they've started on the opposite side of the tavern. Looks to be like a 20-some-year-old man, very brawny, with short black hair. You can't make out much more detail since he's facing away from you to nail a board into uh, the wall, but or into the wall next to a window. But you do see that he's there is someone inside. Yeah, Damien's going to knock on the door. And with that, you would see him jump a little bit and just turn around. Uh, who is it? Uh, my name's Damien. I'm a traveler. I was looking to get a drink and maybe ask some questions. Unfortunately, there's a bit of a sickness going around, and it's really not great to be, uh, you know, having drinks and talking to people. And well, well, the sickness is part of the reason that we're here. We're trying to fix it. So I was trying to gather some information. Would you mind if I come in? Um, you see him pause and think for a moment. Yeah, come on in, get out of the street, but um, stay over on that side of the tavern, please. Yeah, no problem. Comes in. Finds a chair on that side of the tavern and sits down and be like, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Damien. Man, I've never seen a bar this empty. I know. It's a bit of a sad sight. My name's Travis. Yeah, it's a bit of a sad sight, isn't it? I mean, I've never had it this empty in years of, well, my dad owned it first, but I took it over four years ago now. Jesus. Here's a question. How, how much money are you usually make in about a day? In a day? I don't know. Easily 50 gold, if not more. Wow. Damn. How much do drinks usually cost? Depends on what you're getting. Top shelf. Top shelf stuff? That could run you five or six gold a bottle. All right. Damien's going to put five gold down and be like, I'll pay you five gold for whatever information you can give me about this sickness and when it started and all that stuff. Gotta keep your business running, right? You see, he kind of sighs. Was, well, all the trouble started when they had that damn conference months back. There were some sort of scientists or whatnot here talking innovation and all these ideas for the future. And none of us common folk really pay attention to that garbage. But there were some folks in here talking about some weird shit like um, animating dead people and putting other people's minds and other people's bodies and all this weird stuff. Well, that don't sound pleasant. No, 
and most of them didn't stay very long, but the ones that did, well, they made quite a few people uncomfortable. So, I mean, most of them I don't think are getting asked back anyhow. But it's been a few months. We had some tell from some other trade routes that things were getting held up by some people getting sick. Didn't think anything of it. Sickness happens. It's not the end of the world. Only this one seems to be because whatever it is has found its way here and everyone's getting sick real fast and our clerics, as far as we know, can't do jack about it. Uh, we got someone looking into that. Her name's Chatwin. She's a hell of a doctor and uh, she don't get sick very easy. He pauses and like you see him think, Chatwin? Why do I feel like I've heard that name before? I don't know. You've probably heard it somewhere. She does a lot of weird shit. Weird how? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, fuck, I don't know. She's strange. I'm a very simple person who grew up a blacksmith. <laughs> right. Where'd you come from? He's like, oh, I come from Cross. I come from Crosswood. Crosswood? Where's that? Up in the mountains? It's pretty far away. It's pretty far. It would- <laughs> yeah. It would be at least, on on foot, it would be a, at least a week's travel. Yeah, I know. He's like, it's about a week's travel by foot. Oh. And that's if you're, if you're really fucking hoofing it. Got it. A little city in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. So what brings you out here? Well, right now, we're looking at trying to help out with the sickness, so... I have found myself to be a bit more of a religious man than I used to be after I spoke with a god. That was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I know that sounds fucking absolutely absurd. Bonkers. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I would not have believed it, so I don't expect you to. But now I'm on kind of like a holy quest to help people out or something like that. And uh, we heard about the sickness here and... We're all going about different places trying to gather information. Do you know where it started here? Well, I think the first person that would have got it. And you see he's pensive for a moment, stroking the little bit of stubble that he does have on his chin. I think the first person that showed up with it was one of the merchants that was coming in from out of town. Then spread through their camps like wildfire and soon enough anybody they talked to within town to sell goods to was getting these boils and shit all over them. Do you know where the merchant came from? Um, I don't know. Somewhere north. Somewhere north. Alright. Well, thank you. Your information's been very helpful. Do you know who else I could talk to to get maybe some more detailed information? Well, all the clerics in town are working on trying to heal people, so if anyone's going to have information, it's going to be them. I think they're setting up all the sick people in the town hall. That's at least been standard procedure in case of emergencies, everybody heads there since it's a more central point within the city. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I'll go look around. Of course. You take care of yourself. Damien will head out. All right. <laughs> yes, Damien is dumb, okay? <laughs> With that, we will cut away from the... <laughs> The naive dad who doesn't know how to be on the run <laughs> and head to Chatwin, who would be approaching the town hall at this point. Yes. I did a little bit of pacing in front of it for a minute, like trying to decide if I want to go in or not, and going, it's probably fine. You know, we can figure it out without going in here. No, we can't. I gotta go in here and talk to people. I mean, I'm, we're smart enough. We're smart people, me and... I can figure it out. I'm smart enough. Um, <laughs> before finally deciding to turn around and just just do it before I change my mind. So I just walk right in. And at that point, Santhavek would pop up in the back of your mind and be like, finally, I thought you were never going to stop talking to yourself. Bitch! <laughs> I just keep going. It's different when you're talking to me, <laughs> but talking to yourself? Really? I know we're crazy. I spent like five years in a sanatorium. You re really, this is what you're going to call me out for. You, this is what, it, this is the line that I cross. 
really? Hey, if you're going to act crazy, you could at least actually talk to the voice in your head instead of... I am! <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> Just absolutely bewildered. I keep going. <laughs> and you walk into... The scene of a germaphobe's worst nightmare as the sound of coughing and crying and just the general sounds of sickness fill the air. Chatwin, make me a quick perception check as you're walking in. Uh, yes, perception checks. I am famously good at those. Absolutely. Well, that's actually not bad. 15. 15, okay. Plus zero. 15. Okay. So as you come in, the din of these patients immediately catches your your attention and your senses are immediately overwhelmed by just how many people you see. The smell would definitely not be pleasant in any capacity. And the closer you step to where all these sick people reside, the more it wafts into your nostrils, even as you try to cover them. And as you stand there, taking it in, fighting off that wave of, oh my god, I want to leave, you catch another sound out of your left ear, as there is a small corridor off to the side. But the faint sounds of, you can't make out any words, but you can hear the faint sounds of arguing coming from off to the side that way. I just take a casual look around and just kind of wander that direction. Alrighty. And as you do, the voices get louder and louder. And as you approach, are you trying to be stealthy about it or? Yes, I want to hear what they're saying. Alrighty, make me a stealth check. Ooh, that's an 18 on the die, plus 5, that's 23. Ooh, okay. Chatwin, you very casually make your way over there like you're supposed to be there. And then as soon as you're out of sight of anyone, that's when you really start to slow down and approach. It's the very first door. There's only three doors in this little corridor. You approach the one on the left, and as you sort of duck up next to the door frame you would very easily the door is slightly ajar but closed enough where anyone walking by would know not to disturb whoever's inside and you would get two voices arguing back and forth the first one sounding a lot younger the second being an older gentleman as the one goes what's that you're you are the only conduit of raffaros in this town if there's no one who can, if there's anyone who can heal this disease, it's you. And the other voice comes back and goes, but that's the problem. I can't. It's not for lack of trying. I've sat there with these people for hours and hours on end, but nothing has come of any ministrations I could administer. No potions, no remedies, no... No magic that comes from my deity can fix this. I have to pour into the books. There's got to be something here that can fix this. But obviously it's not coming from my hands. So are you going to help? Or are you going to spread further panic and tell them that I'm fucking useless? And you feel the silence permeate for a moment. As the young gentleman goes, I think I'm going to take a walk. And you hear footsteps approach the door. I walk past the door like I'm going further down the hall. Like I'm not even... Like I'm just going about minding my business. And carrying over that stealth check, he doesn't even notice you as he walks out and slams the door behind him. I think for a moment... Because it's a question of, do I want to be super sly about this, or do I want to just kind of go for it? Honestly, I want to be out of here so bad, I'm just going to go for it. I'm I'm strong-arming this. I'm just going to hit my head against the wall until something happens, because I want to be out of this building. Uh, so I <laughs> can I just go into the room after he leaves? Just let myself in? Um, You absolutely can. And you would see an older gentleman, elven in descent, uh, green robes. And he looks up and you see him about to 
open his mouth, but then he realizes you're not the person that he was expecting. And his brows furrow in confusion as he goes, who are you? Ah, um, he, he's, he's Elvish in descent, you said? Yes. In that case, I just immediately start picking up an Elvish as my alter ego doesn't speak common. But I immediately pick up an Elvish. Good afternoon. It's fantastic to uh, be speaking with you. I actually came by because I wanted to ask a few questions. Are you aware of the sort of... How do I put this gently? I understand you are of the belief that follows Raphaeros, yes? Yes, Raphaeros is my deity. What of it? Well, I encountered a few snags in the Sparkling Grove... Uh, someone who was up to a bit of necromantic tomfoolery, you could put it. He was a follower of Raphaeros. And I may be pulling at threads that have nothing to do with anything, but I wanted to poke around and see if you knew anything about this. You see, I'm with a group of people. We're trying to get down to the bottom of this plague problem. Unfortunately, you're not the first people to be hit. So we're just trying to follow every lead that we possibly can. Do you think that this necromancer of Raphaeros, and you see that, like, as he says it, his nose is scrunching up, like, his eye, like, he does not believe that any necromancer would serve his god whatsoever. This necromancer of Raphaeros caused this? Um, maybe not exactly. It's a theory, one of many, uh, after all. People coming back from the dead, people being healed, people falling under plague. It all falls under sort of a similar umbrella, wouldn't you say? I mean, if you have a very large umbrella, I suppose. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not pointing fingers towards Raphaeus, of course not. I'm simply saying maybe his gifts are being misused. It's possible. I wouldn't say that no misguided souls exist. Anyone can concoct some confounded belief off of the basis of a god. Whether or not that god lends him power is another story entirely. Whatever he was getting his power from, it was not Raphaeros as he believed. Of that, I'm sure. So you think maybe that this necromancer thought they were getting it from Raphaeros, but maybe that wasn't the actual case? I wouldn't put it past some sort of evil being to pretend to be a god of good. Now, what being he was actually serving, I have no clue. Of course, this is all theory. I have nothing to prove that this random stray necromancer running amok in the Sparkling Grove had anything to do with anything here, but couldn't hurt to ask around about it a bit. Oh, also, before I take off and do a little bit more investigating to see what I can do to help, have you heard of any... Maybe big, sparkling, magical artifact or anything of the like, maybe hanging out in the middle of the desert, anything like that? An artifact in the middle of the desert? And you see, he thinks, like, definitely nothing big and shiny, no. But if you're talking about what purpose would this artifact have to cure this? Uh, possibly. It's, like I said, another theory I'm exploring many. And as you say that, he freezes. His, his eyes sort of staring off into the distance as if he's remembered something, but can't quite put it on the tip of his tongue, exactly what he needs to say. You see behind him a full, like, floor-to-ceiling bookshelf that was previously full of books that have now been toppled to the floor. You see he starts digging through the pile of books, tossing one after the other tome over his shoulder, to go flying into the ether. One whizzes past your head and you're like, ah! <laughs> and he finally pulls out what appears to be more of a journal-like text on past medicinal. You catch a sort of glimpse of the title and don't necessarily get the like flowery language part of the title, but what you do get is like medicinal myths and legends. And you see him start to flip through. And he goes, yes, I, I do remember seeing something about um, there's this thing called a heartstone that can cure any disease. Now, there's some sort of creature that has possession of it. Um, some sort of 
There's not much here about the creature, but they describe it like a wild woman who sort of lives in solitude from society. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, <laughs> right. Perfect, I say, continuing in Elvish. Do you know maybe where we can find this eligible bachelorette? Do we just pick a direction and start walking and hope for the best, or...? Well, it says that many adventured out into the desert to try and find her, but most who did so did not return, and those who did returned dehydrated and barely cognizant. So it would probably be somewhere far if they're putting themselves through that much physical or mental strain. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I quickly mutter to myself, well, I mean, that shouldn't be a problem, considering I don't have to eat or drink or any fucking thing like that. We're great, okay. I'll go back to speaking in Elvish. Perfect, great, so super far away in the desert, anywhere there's some big scary lady guarding the heartstone that is gonna solve all our problems. Okay, great, I will look into it. Thank you for your information. Um, if you'd like to, and just to um, make myself, make it so he really doesn't want to like deal with me any further and ho hopefully won't stick in his memory, I just um, immediately go into, great, perfect. In that case, would you like to uh, just complete like a short survey uh, based on the line of questioning you received, based on my performance with you right now? Uh, I'm doing- Get out of my office. Wait, will do. I leave. <laughs> <laughs> and with that uh chatwin as you make your way out of the office you would and i'm assuming out of the building mm, yeah i think i got what i wanted so I, ju I just walk out okay at that point you would run into damien and carolyn both coming from different directions heading towards the town hall Elon, go ahead and make me a quick perception check to see if you, uh, moving past in search of your well, run into the party as well. What was I, what skill was I rolling? Uh, you rolled investigation before. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if I was doing perception now or anything. You're doing perception now, yeah. Oh, wonderful. I rolled a 19 plus 4, so it was a 23. Okay. Yeah. You would, as you're weaving through streets, very easily come across. You would see Carowin. Carowin is not hard to see. But you would also spot Damien and then see Chatwin coming out of the building and be like, oh, okay. I guess this is where we convene. Oh, that I wasn't rolling for the well? No. You were... You were still actively searching for the well, but I I asked for the perception check to find the rest of the party. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Or to see if you spot the rest of the party. Whether or not you continue looking for the well is up to you. Uh, okay. I mean, I find the party, so I'll reconvene as well. May as well. Okay. And you all convene in front of the town hall. Elon. Yes? There's a giant lady in the desert somewhere, and she's going to solve all our problems. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is a passing joke or not. I really can't read your mood. No, I'm being absolutely serious. You think I'd, I wouldn't joke about this? There's people dying, Elon. Why are you laughing then? I'm not laughing. <laughs> There's people dying, Elon. We have to go find a giant woman in the desert. Okay. Can I ask why it's a giant woman? I don't know, but she has a magic rock that we need to take. Well, that matches up with what Odirian told us. Yeah, yeah. Except it was, I thought it was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out! <laughs> Anybody else find anything else? I only learned that apparently people in this town don't like corners. I don't understand why. You humans confuse me. You give me a headache. But we have to find a giant lady in the desert. That's what we're doing now, yes. Hell yeah. Okay, that seems normal. <laughs> I'm ready. Elon has his face <laughs> pinching the nose, the bridge of his nose. Damien, anything? Well, I found out that this plague disease started with a, a merchant and made its way here from another location. Uh, and that it started spreading through the merchants to the people that they talked to to sell their goods. 
I learned that it came from the north. I mean, it kind of also matches up from what we've, you know, heard about where we saw the plague in the first place. So the only thing I can find, guys, is that the well is dried up and the pipes are rusted. That doesn't, this place was supposed to be fine a few, like, I guess a week ago, right? Uh, you want me to go look at it? No, not really. I just want to know why. I could try I could try to mend it to see if there's a problem with magic. I feel like we need to get out of this city because and he's gonna whisper Damien, no offense. Um Carowin was a little bit uh you know, out of his mind already, but Chatwin's starting to get there too now, so I don't know what to um you know, like uh, I thought we were like looking for clues and now they're going about saying something about corners and Something about giant ladies in a desert, and I'm really worried. Damien is going to lean into Elon and be like, at what point in any of our adventures have you ever thought that Chatwin was not crazy? Don't get me wrong. She is the smartest person I know by far, but intelligence usually comes with a little bit of quirkiness. Uh, Elon leans away from Damien. So we're going after the giant lady then. Yeah, honestly, that that tracks with about everything else we've been doing. Do we have a Do we have a heading? I tried to ask, and he was like, "No, it's just super far away. Everyone comes back thirsty and tired, or they don't come back at all." Da, 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 da. So you know, we just kind of have to figure it out. So we have to pack up a lot of supplies. You guys do, and we can't buy them from here. I guess when everyone else is dead, you'll be right at home, huh, chat one. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, Carowin is going to actually, um, he's going to kind of chime in and say, I'm like, because they're talking about supplies and everything. And it's like, so we don't know where in the desert, just it's somewhere in the desert. What are we looking for exactly? Do we have an idea of what kind of thing this giant woman is? Or do we have a map? Does anyone here have a map? Do I have a map? Elon pulls out his book and shows a very shabby map with lots of chat when writing on it. Oh, this looks very much like fey writing. Did you pick some up in our realm? No. That's just my handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's surprisingly legible. Thank you. Thanks! (laughs) And he'll kind of, you know, just take it and look it over, and he'll, you know, he'll take a look as a, okay, I can make sense of this. As long as we get an idea of where we're going, I think we can get there, wherever that there is. You know, I've got a decent mind for these, you know, spatial space things. You know what I mean? And of course, technical terms. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to say then from what Damien told us of, you know, about the passing among the merchants, maybe we skip on supplies. I mean, that's up to you guys. I'll be, I'll be fine. I will skip them. I, I have a fair amount of supplies for us on our trip. I too have my oh, my supplies. We should be all right. I do technically carry water on me at all times, but that's really just for hand washing purposes. Um, I suppose we can use it in an emergency, but so here here's a question. Do y'all, can y'all help me just really quick so I can erase it or put it in the back of my mind? Why would the pipes rust up? That it, That's what I was hoping to go look at the well for. Yeah, let's do that before we go anywhere. Might be able to figure something out. Yeah. Maybe I'm hoping that'll give us some, some type of direction. I don't, I don't know why, but. Yeah. Lead the way, Elon. Elon leads. As we're walking, actually, Carowin ends up having a question because everyone else has seen this play before, except for him. He hasn't seen it. So he's actually going to ask, he's like, this is the first time you, this isn't the first time you've seen this plague before. And this is my first time seeing anything like this. What exactly does this plague do? I mean, I think from what I remember the first time it starts like a rash on the skin, a high fever's, and then they're, I guess the people are unable to really function. Past that, we really don't know. I mean, we just saw the other town the way this one is currently. We didn't see the aftermath. We left. Okay. However, chat when Damien, wasn't there something that happened that night? Yes. 
There was um, that fog, right? Yeah, the fog that rolled in. Mm. Wait a minute. At this point, Elon's trying to think of where the well is in the um, it within the town. Is it in the center of town? So the town hall is more in the center of town than the fountain is. The fountain would be closer to the entrance of the town. Hey, Elon, hmm. just. Uh... Not all my theories are going to be winners, but maybe one of them will lead somewhere. I know our first assumption for if someone is coming back from the desert dehydrated and near to death, the assumption is that, oh, they were just in the desert. People get thirsty in the desert. Right. What if what if they come back with no water? What if there's no water in the fountain? Uh, what if it's evaporated or something? What if it's... There's something because of the fog. I Or there's something on the other end. Do you kind of see where I'm going with this, though? Yeah. What if, this is my thought. What if the reason the, what if the fountain dried up before all of this? And maybe there, that's where the fog is coming through. Mm. If it's coming here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be as suspicious because, again, it's the middle of a desert. People wouldn't look at it too hard. That kind of thing. Right. I mean, I'm not totally sold on that theory, but it's something we could look at. We could also just camp outside of town, see if we do see a fog at all. And then set outs in the morning. We could do that. And I promise I'm not just out of my mind doing the uh, big woman in the deserts. The man I talked to actually said there is a creature that guards a heart stone that can cure illness and disease. And the creature is like a giant crazy lady. Um, a hot stone. Heart stone. Heart stone. Okay. Well, let's go by the well. Yep. And the four of you head over to this well. As you're sort of heading over to address while we were, while the others were talking, Carolyn, your medicine check to see if there were any sort, there's anything that you might know of that relates to this plague. The symptoms sound familiar in the sense that they come from a variety of different diseases that you know of. However, the fact that... Did anyone relay that magic was unable to cure it? I think some people knew, but I don't think anyone said it to the group. Yeah. So in that case, that wouldn't be something that you would think of. But you can definitely pinpoint that these symptoms come from a variety of different diseases, all of which you know various remedies and cures for. So you're kind of confused as to why this has become such a big epidemic in the first place. Okay. So I guess at that point, you know, Carolyn's been deep in, deep in centaur thought, you know, about this and you know as everyone's kind of talking about the well and the well and the well and the flip and well he's just like well 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 and uh he'll just kind of be kind of chime in i guess as we get closer and approach the well and he's like this is very peculiar everything that you've said about this these maladies seem to be you know curable at least from a very general medical perspective you know so i'm very unsure why this has become such an issue does you know i guess this seems to be outside of normal medical means but very interesting i'm very intrigued i'll have to maybe we'll find some plague people i can look at them at some point uh sure i mean for the most part i think the last town and i'm gonna guess this town as well whatever healers are here are unable to do it right the like head guy the guy that told me about the giant lady um, he was a cleric of Raphros, it sounded like. Uh, none of his spells or remedies or nothing he did worked. Hmm. Is that uncommon? I would say so. Uh, Raphros is like the guy for healing. The angel. Yeah. Ah, okay, I see. Very interesting. I was sort of asking the... Um, cleric about it uh, i don't know if it has anything to do with anything but you remember that villain in the feywild the one that was bringing people back from the dead he was of raphoros's belief as well right i don't know if that has anything to do with anything but that's just something i observed i, I mean 
either I have a whole theory about it as well that I've been thinking on because most of this really sounds like um that demon god of plague and disease yeah but you would think Raphros is able to fight him in some way and he even apologized to us when we met him you know about that person in in the Feywilds. wilds yeah it's just that why isn't he still unable to help is it because they can't? I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the gods are unable to do anything lately. That's what I've been saying. They're a bunch of assholes that sit around and have all this godly power. And they're like, oh, I can't do it. So I'm going to send this small group of assholes to go do what a freaking god can't. <laughs> what kind of logic is there in that? That's what I've been saying. That's why I've been shit talking all of them. But the fact that Raphros's powers through one of his priests can't fix anything is very worrisome right wait are we the group of assholes mm-hmm. we are yeah oh hmm it's okay i'll still be your friends though okay <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile while they're doing this damien is just looking like looking at the well already <laughs> perception or investigation uh, yes, I would like to specifically look at the pipes since I am rather good at metal. I want to know if it is corroded or like like a natural type of corrosion or if it's like acidic or, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. That would be investigation. Oh, investigation. Okay. That's a 19. My perception was a 19 too. So, hey, what do you know? 19? Awesome. So, with that, you start inspecting these pipes and... At first, when you look at the outer portion of the pipe, it looks like normal corrosion. But as you start looking past the initial like opening to the pipe where the water would flow through, you start to see some abnormalities. Places where it looks like the metal has almost been thinned out, where there are holes in it, where rather than the standard rusting of these pipes, uh, there's almost this... Decay? Yes. So it looks like the, the pipe more or less aged from the inside out at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Damien is just going to kind of like stop, scratch his head, be like, uh, Chatwin, I don't understand magic very well, but is there magic that can make things age really quickly or decay? I mean, yes. I think it's more targeted towards people, really. Uh... Nothing uh, way beyond the scope of what I can do, but uh, definitely more talented uh, wizards and sorcerers uh, alike, I would say, are capable. Well, come here. Let me explain some of this to you. And he's going to start explaining like how the inside of the pipe looks like it started weathering and everything from the inside at a rapid pace. Chemistry lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he's very inclined to believe that it came from the water or... If we're going with the mist route, that it came from the mist doing that. Can you use magic, I don't know, to, to mend it? I'm going to try and mend the pipe. Okay. Mending is just a cantrip. There's no role for it, correct? Yep. Go ahead and make me an arcana check. Oh boy, I'm super good at those. That's a that's a natural one for a six, baby. God, fuck. Yikes. Um... You reach out and you attempt to mend the pipe like you have many other things. Normally there's something that you can do, but after a few moments of focusing on it, it looks like it basically looks like you just tried to put a band-aid on on someone who got their entire arm cut off. Like nothing has happened and you're not sure why. That's a lot better than I thought was going to happen, so that's good. I thought it was going to get worse when I tried to mend it. <laughs> don't don't give her ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like it feeds on mana. It would come to a point where you full on break the pipe in half after you keep trying. But David's going to look at chat with him and be like, "Ah, uh, I can't fix this." Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, I I I wasn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, like the the magical type of fixing. It 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 didn't work. Right, right. I understand. Huh. I uh, I would also offer a bit of a solution, but everything that I've got locked and loaded is just to kill the shit out of whatever's in front of me. So, I, unless you want me to like blast this pipe with a bunch of fire, can you shoot fire into the pipe? I can try. Uh, oh. oh. Well, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
slowly lower the fireball, the fifth level fireball from my hand. <laughs> yeah, so Alon's just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I got worse with magic? Uh, no, I think I just put too much force on the pipe. <sighs> yeah, let me, let me shoot it. Mm. Um, I'm going to pr- produce flame and put the flame up to the rust and see what happens. Oh, no. Let me let me state I am holding my breath. So and I would be like, hold your breath, <laughs> create flame. I don't breathe normally. Elon takes a good uh, fifteen feet back. <laughs> that sounds like a good distance. I'm really good against poison disease, and I don't breathe. I'm right up against that bitch. <laughs> Carowin's not sure what's going on, but he's just kind of primed and ready if he needs to mix snatch at least Damien because. Chatwin's fine. She's got this. Damien's a meat shield. <laughs> I would save Chatwin instead. Well, whoever. He's he's prime for whoever, honestly. It looks like one of you will somehow no longer be flame retardant. He will try to charge in with his, you know, one horsepower. <laughs> uh, no. So, I'm sorry. The DM is trying to look up what happens when you <laughs> rust because this is not something that I expected to come up in my D&D game. Or expected to... You didn't expect us to set things on fire? I mean, I expect you to set things on fire. I don't expect to need to know the chemical reaction that occurs when things are set on fire. Rookie mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, it says that he expands metals which can break the bonds of rust. But, I mean, I doubt that's gonna, like, what he's doing a cantrip of produce flame. I doubt that's gonna do everything. I'm just creating a flame to more or less try to heat the metal like I would if I was blacksmithing, right? That's the goal, because you can hammer rust off of metal after you've heated it up, right? And still keep some of the metal intact. Uh, I wanted to see if the rust is going to heat up, or if it's going to start smoking, or do something strange. Or if there's a gas and it explodes, you know, we never know. I didn't think about that part. Put a match to the gas line. (laughs) So, Damien, you start heating up the rust. And at first it seems like any point where you heat up a rusted tool, it starts becoming more pliable and the rust seems like it's starting to come off. But you do notice an odd odor that's not the same as if you were heating up a simple metal pipe with some rust on it. He's going to back up immediately and just be like, that's get putting off a strange smell. Oh, here, hang on. I take off one of my gloves and I take off the other glove. I tuck them into my belt and I just start, I'm resistant to fire and poison and I think immune to Ah. disease. I'm just gonna... (laughs) Gloves are off. I'm just gonna try to... Just poke at the rust a bit with just my bare ass hands. Okay, and you all would hear the searing of, like, flesh as Chatwin starts poking and prodding. Uh, Chatwin, you don't feel jack shit as (laughs) you're poking and- No tetanus shot needed. Yeah. You do notice the strange smell, (laughs) and as you sort of peel back the rust a little bit, you would notice where it's coming from as the metal itself- behind the rust seems to be decayed and you're not really sure in what way but it it doesn't look right it's like blackened and sagging a bit it doesn't look like the sturdy type of metal you would usually make a pipe out of hey do you guys think they would get mad if i just started tearing shit out of their fountain i'm gonna do it anyways uh (laughs) Uh, I mean, at that point, go ahead. Yeah, I want to try to remove this pipe a bit, just so we can like kind of take it with us to like have this strange metal. If I have to like melt it or something, um, I just <laughs> like a blowtorch out of the tip of my finger and just like. Well, Damien already broke the pipe, so. Oh great! I just pick it up then. <laughs> I look through it like a telescope and give it another sniff and just kind of manhandle it for a second, just kind of. See what I can see. Can I just... Uh, I mean, is there anything else I can discern with, like, an investigation check on this thing? I'm gonna say that um, anything you probably could have discerned off of the nature of what's happened to it has already been uncovered at this point. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I just... will just take it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, they're gonna have a fucked up uh, 
water system for a while, but I'm taking this. I put it in my bag. Nothing says gangster like carrying around a rusted pipe. I'm going to beat the shit out of some people with this. (laughs) (laughs) With a rusted pipe. Soggy metal. Honestly, honestly, this right here, I'm going to shove it up Thane's ass. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Honestly, this is great. This is a great day. Let's keep going. Let's find this big lady. All right. Are you are you guys heading out into the desert immediately? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not immediately. Did we wanna did we wanna rest outside of town and watch? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Damien's also gonna ask Chatwin for the pipe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're like a metal guy here. I'll give it to you. Uh he's going to put the pipe inside of a bag with some salt in it. And let the salt like start to corrode at the rust so he can see the pipe after it's done. Alrighty. Put my gloves back on. Gross. Yeah. And with that, you guys are setting up camp outside of town? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, by this point, um, I am going to need a group stealth check for you to sneak back by the guards that are still building the barricades. Oh, oh yeah, that's shit. right. Fuck. <laughs> we sn- they're not going to let us out of quarantine. Elon taps Damien like, hey, we gotta take our armor off like right now. <laughs> I mean they can 23. Can they really stop us? Why don't we just walk? <laughs> I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Can I just climb over the barricade at a different place? Yeah, it's not like there's people walking around. Yeah, who are they to stop us? <laughs> just leave. <laughs> Listen, I did a stealthy 23 as this <laughs> giant hulking centaur. I'll be damned if I don't get to use this role. <laughs> Okay, fine. I'll sneak. I'll sneak with Carolyn. I'll sneak with Carolyn. Aren't you? Wait, wait. Aren't you wearing heavy armor? Yes, that's with heavy armor. Or oh, damn. You got nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Even still, nineteen. That's still pretty darn good. I'll sneak with Carolyn. Gosh darn armor. I'll, <laughs> Gosh darn it. I'll, I'll roll stealth with you. Yeah, I'm gonna ruin this as well for everybody. So I got a ten. Total. Total. Wait. Total. <laughs> what? <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> I love how the giant horse is now the sneakiest person in the party. <laughs> Carolyn goes spy mode. Everybody else just kind of clunks out. <laughs> go, where'd he go? I'm not even wearing armor. I just trip on the fucking sand. <laughs> <laughs> This big ass centaur literally just <laughs> hides behind a tree. Like, where'd it go? Wider than the whole thing. Mm. Wider than the tree. <laughs> Elon actually on a disadvantage roll. I actually got a twenty-one. Damn. Hey. So, for those who would like to just climb over the fucking barricade, you are more than welcome to. No, I'm sneaking with Carolyn. I'm committing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, Carolyn, Elon, both of you would be able to find a gap in the construction of this barricade and be able to sneak by unnoticed, uh, effectively escaping the town. Chatwin, you also attempt to be sneaky, and luck is not on your side today as you find yourself locating a spot with a gap in the barricade and turning the corner face to face with a guard who was whistling and walking the perimeter and he jumps back and goes um uh, hello um hello i keep walking (laughs) Uh, you can't leave stop me (laughs) i keep walking he grabs your <laughs> grabs your wrist. <laughs> Ma'am, you really can't leave. There's a quarantine. Can uh, I direct heat to, to my arm just so it's like touching a hot stove? <laughs> like I'm not doing anything offensive against him. Like it's just psh. okay. Can I do that? Like you're Afridi's aura. Oh shit. That would really be the only way you could do it, and it would still do- That's true! I'll just activate my Afriti's aura, so, um, just eyes, poof, underneath my skin glows, so you can see the outline of bones under my skin, um, and the hair floats a little bit, and my skin is suddenly really hot to the touch, like you're ho- touching a hot stove, and yeah, just, poof. And that would do a d4 of damage to him, correct? I think it's just equal to my charisma modifier, which is four. Let me double check. Okay. Uh, yeah, equal to my charisma modifier. So he just just four. That's fine. Yeah, and 
you see that the skin on, he has very thin leather gloves on. The leather immediately heats up and you can hear the searing of skin underneath and he just screams in pain, yanking his hand back. He's like cradling the arm. You you did a lot more uh, to this guard than you honestly thought that you would. Ouch. Damn, imagine nuts being eight resistant to fire. Couldn't be me. I keep going. <laughs> 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 and as you walk away, um, Carowin and Elon, you would notice that guard activity has incre- increased dramatically as you hear shouts of, Oh, what's going on, mate? Are you okay? <laughs> what happened? As Chatwin saunters out. Hi, guys. Yeah, immediately go up to her, grab her by her shoulder, and it's like, Let's go quickly now. Let's go. I'm still hot. You take four points of fire. <laughs> it lasts a minute. <laughs> It's fine. Still, it like burns. He bites his lip. A little bit of blood comes out. Let's go. (laughs) Carowind's like, it smells like that divine creation called bacon. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, don't get me started, Carowind. Now I'm getting hungry. We ain't gonna eat anything if we don't get out of here. Hey, it's his fault for just grabbing a lady like that. He should know better. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, as you all head out and away from the town to make camp for the evening, I think that's where we'll leave it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a good stopping point. Let me lick my wounds. Yeah. Bacon hands, Elon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed our shenanigans for the evening, uh, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any further shenanigans of this insane group of people. And if you want to keep an eye on any new stuff coming out or some further uh, fun behind the scenes clips or other fun things that we might do on social media, please be sure to give us a follow there as well. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all one word, all lowercase. And we are also on YouTube at Tabletop Tailspinners is the podcast network that we are under. And you can find all of our clips on their social media as well as their YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. We also now have a Ko-Fi for Tabletop Tail Spinners. So if you want to support us making more content like this, whether it be for Chronicles of Kriya or for some fun new stuff, like uh, we've explored some other systems like 10 Candles, then please be sure to just give what you can if you want to see more and Please feel free when you do donate to let us know what more that you would like to see us do, because we would really appreciate some feedback as well. But thank you all so much for listening. Once again, we hope to see you around any of those places. And of course, back here for more craziness next time. Bye! Bye -bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye!